You're listening to The Humaning Podcast with real conversations as we call bullshit on everything capitalism, the patriarchy, and white supremacy culture has duped us into believing about self-care, mental health, fitness, wellness, and all things life. I am Steph Galante, and I created this show to support badass people doing solidarity work in pursuit of disrupting these systems in their lives and communities. Together, we'll discuss how systems of oppression are keeping us unwell and disconnected from ourselves and each other, and how to best support you in creating more aligned self-care practices that will help you human more easily. It's the shit we need to talk about. Well, hello, my good person. Welcome back and welcome if you are new to the show. I'm so glad to be here with you. I'm hoping, as always, this moment finds you able to slowly, expansively, or deeply exhale if that's what you need, or ready to metaphorically burn some shit down if that's what you need, or maybe some good old-fashioned uplifting if that's what's more resonant for you in this moment. If you're listening the week that this episode airs, and no worries if you're not, but if you are, we are, as you know, in the first full week of June. This episode airs on Tuesday the 6th, and with the 7th on Wednesday, that is the two-week mark until the start of summer, which means we are nearly in glitch territory, or already in glitch territory if you're listening later on in the week. And in case you're unfamiliar, let me fill you in. Ayurveda uses, or Ayurveda science, I should say, uses the term glitch for the transitional time in between the end of one period and the start of another. As an example, we have the teenage years between childhood and adulthood, and the glitch can occur in many situations, including age and season as well. And during this period, it's possible for things to feel a little off or turbulent or overwhelming or all of them and other things as well, or maybe not. So when it comes to the glitch in between seasons, we're talking about the two weeks leading up to the beginning of the new season, during which time there are usually characteristics from the upcoming season present in the last days of the current season. Now, this is all also dependent on where you live um, because you might live in a climate or in an area where the climate kind of stays the same no matter what season we're in. Uh, I live in New Jersey and usually we have four very distinct seasons, but I'll be honest, when it comes to climate change, the seasonal events that used to be pretty stark, they're not as cut and dry as they used to be. And so for instance, like here in New Jersey, we had two pretty hot days in the 80s and low 90s uh, just recently, um, which was in the third week leading up to the um, the glitch and it damn near felt like July (laughs) plus during May we did have quite a few like 70s and sometimes 80s days which is unseasonably high so we need to recognize that um that you know the the teachings and the information that Ayurveda wisdom offers us I mean it was from it's so ancient that the world and the climate is changing. And so 
um, what used to kind of be the very particular guidance, it's changed a little bit because the landscape has changed. But anyway, during the glitch, it's important to notice when the characteristics of the new season are present and how they're landing for you so that you can adjust your self-care practices accordingly. And there is a lot of shit we need to talk about. And this is one of the things. Um, if you read through the um, the intro, you'll know what we're talking about today is the glitch. We are talking about, you know, kind of wrapping up the spring season, some reflections. We're going to talk about healing, burnout. We're going to talk about what summer's all about with an anti-white supremacy lens and talk a little bit about summer and maybe something called a pause. <laughs> so if you're going to cringe, cringe now, but friend, these are all things that we really need to talk about. It really is the shit that we need to talk about. And so, you know, when it comes to noticing the upcoming seasons characteristics that are present right now and adjusting accordingly this could be in what you do when and how long it could also be in what you choose to eat how you work out the breathing practices you do when you spend your time outside and literally every other area of life (laughs) and if you're new to my work or new to being in space with me or new to Ayurveda this all may sound a little foreign to you and that's okay if you are from the U.S like I am, um, and I say this because, not that you need to be, but I, I can speak to dominant culture here. That's why I said that. Um, you know, dominant culture, a.k.a. white supremacy culture and all the systems it upholds, prides itself on discipline and consistency, which basically equals rigidity, including in our self-care practices. And what that translates to is that some of us, maybe not all of you, maybe not you in particular that I'm talking to, you know, but some of us do and eat and drink the same exact things every single day in the name of discipline. But friend, just as the season's characteristics and the vegetation changes from one season to the next, so should our self-care practices and so do our needs. And you may even notice a difference in yourself from one season to another, which is normal. And so we must start to meet ourselves there. This is a huge part of my work within the Holistic Self-Care Collective, my mentorship program, and especially in my clients' personalized self-care plans because from the beginning of our work together, we are identifying what their natural energy dominance is because we all have an energy dominance and you might be quite clear on yours, even if it hasn't been scientifically told to you. Um, And we also kind of identify what, we don't kind of, I should say we identify what energy is dominant now in case that's not the same as what their natural dominance is. And we work to kind of create a little bit more harmony, create a little bit more balance, and also to create balance within how the season's energy lands with them in the current season. Then we keep working on it throughout each season that comes. It may sound complicated, but it's actually not. Because think about it. In your physical body, how do you experience summer? And how do you experience fall? What about the winter? How about spring? Is there a difference? 
Usually, and again, depending on where you live, usually there is a difference. Sometimes it's glaring, but maybe subtle if you live in a place where the climate doesn't change so much. So for instance, in the height of summer, you might get aggravated quickly by the heat. So when that heat shows up in May, like the other day when it was 90 degrees here, (laughs) or during the glitch in June, it might be important to then employ your cooling practices. Now, friend, I really could say so much more on this, but I don't want to get us off track. So I promise you, we are going to talk so much more about this in the coming episodes. So please stay tuned and just honor the fact that we are not, you know, we're going to touch on this and then we're going to come back to it later. And that's okay. Also, if you're feeling like now is the damn time to get clear on how you can more in tunely support yourself. And yes, I did make up that word in tunely. I have openings to work with new clients in a personalized self-care plan within the Holistic Self-Care Collective. So friend, please get in touch. This is your personal invitation to do so. Anyway, in today's episode, right here, right now, I'm going to let you know from this very moment, I'm offering a ton of reflections. You might be asking yourself why, and my quick answer is because it's what I do. You know, honestly, like it's one of the most important things you can do is to reflect. And I know that can be hard because shit is hard. We're carrying around a lot of baggage and a lot of shit that we we just don't want to open the suitcase. We don't want to open the backpack. We know the shit's there, but we just don't want to do it. We don't have time to do it. We don't have bandwidth capacity. We don't have the proper resources. There's just too much fucking shit going on. But my friends, we have to. Burnout is real. White supremacy culture is real. All of the ways that we are being repressed, especially for those with marginalized identities, this shit is real and we've got to start reckoning with it so we can disrupt and dismantle this shit. And we need each other to do it. We need each other to reckon with this stuff. So we've got to start to reflect. One of the most important things you can do, especially in a transitional period, is to reflect. So you might want to get your journal handy, a scratch piece of paper, a random envelope. If you've got bills hanging out (laughs) nearby you, I don't know if you still get the mail to you or not, junk mail even, Um, your notes app, a Google form, whatever floats your boat. Because I'm going to be offering you these reflections in real time. And these are the reflections I offer my clients in the glitch between every single season. We're also going to get into some month reflections. It's going to be a whole thing. And the rules of engagement are write what comes to mind or comes to your heart without judgment. If something feels also though, with the disclaimer, if something feels too much, leave it. If it's not resonant, leave it. You don't have to entertain or answer every question. And feel free to pause this episode as you're going along to like dive in to answering some of the questions right here, right now, if you want to, or um, maybe you're quickly writing them down and you're going to answer them later, or maybe you are just going to kind of answer as you go along, do a journal dump later, or maybe you're not going to do a journal dump because like me, maybe you're not a journaler. I love to write, but I don't find myself journaling very often. And maybe it's not that I'm not a journaler. Maybe I'm just not a journaler right now. Maybe I haven't made time for it. And so I haven't realized that I like it yet. Or maybe it's just not me. Either way, however it is that you want to come to this, please do. And I'd like to start off by offering you some end of spring inquiries. So currently, as in like right now, unless today is like a particularly weird day or off day, then think of yesterday or sometime last week when it was kind of like normal-ish and consider how are you feeling mentally, emotionally, 
physically, and energetically, all those ways. And then considering each one of those, how has how you are feeling mentally impacted your life as an individual, like your self-esteem, your self-love, your self-care, your relationships, your work, and life overall? Same questions for emotionally. How are you feeling? And how has that impacted your life as an individual, your self-esteem, your self-love, your self-care, your relationships, your work, and life overall? Same for physically and energetically. In terms of the spring, how did you want to feel? So when winter was ending and you were coming up to spring, how were you hoping to feel and why? What was your sankalpa, your heart's deepest desire and commitment as in action steps for the season? What worked? What didn't? (laughs) What surprised you? What did you realize you needed more of and less of? What truths did you subscribe to this season that weren't actually true? How did all of this, in terms of the truths that weren't actually true, how did that relate to your self-esteem and self-worth? Oh yes, friends, we're going in for it. And with all of this in mind, what adjustments do you need to make, if any, to whatever practices, you know, your committed action, to make it more sustainable or potent. And remember, that doesn't necessarily mean you need to do more. Sometimes you might be need to do less or something different, right? When we say more sustainable or more potent, it doesn't always have to mean we're doing more. And so that leads to the next question of how do you need to better resource yourself in this new month, new month of June, and the new season of summer? Taking this even deeper and further, how can you use the shifts in unlearning, right? What you're unlearning about yourself, what you're unlearning about the process, how can you use this in service of community care, especially for those who hold identities more marginalized than your own and to connect more authentically with others and maybe even begin to rely on others whose identities are not more marginalized than your own for support. And then consider what are your highlights from the spring? What are you celebrating? Especially the small stuff. What energy, characteristics, qualities, vibes from the spring do you want to maintain in the summer? And what needs to shift or go altogether? And since we are bringing... hmm, kind of unofficially bringing (laughs) the first half of the year to a close because it doesn't technically happen until July begins, right? And, you know, technicalities. I'd like to take some of our attention to the beginning of the year for a moment. Did you create a sun couple for this year? If so, what was it? And what were your actionable steps to live out your commitment? And the next consideration you need to make is do any shifts need to be made for the remaining seven months of the year? Right? Because the reality is we're in June. Unless you're listening for it in July and then, you know, it's less. Because remember, as I mentioned in December, if you've been around since then, and if not, don't worry. 
The problem with a resolution, which is like the normal thing in the U.S. I don't know if that's a big practice anywhere else in the world. Um, you know, is that we make this promise, this exclamation that this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to change. This is how we're going to enhance or transform. And the resolution is typically created with rigidity, right? It's, you know, what we're going to do is um, a certain way. But remember, it's really hard to, depending on what it is, and possibly impossible to do the same exact thing in the same exact way, daily, monthly, or weekly, daily, weekly, monthly, whatever, consistently for an entire year. Now you might be like, but Steph, what you always say is to be consistent with your self-care practices. You're right. I do say that, right? And you might be thinking like, for instance, something silly, not silly, but like I brush my teeth the exact same way. You might be saying this to yourself. Like, I brush my teeth the exact same way every single day for the entire year. And then I'll ask you, do you really? Like, do you stand in the same exact spot and look at the same exact spot and have the same exact rhythm to your brushing and have the same exact thoughts every single day? Probably not. The brushing is the same, but not all the circumstances around it and within it, right? Something in the experience is different. And it's most likely largely to do with whatever you're experiencing literally in the moment if, you know, you're not alone or what you're experiencing mentally, emotionally, and energetically, possibly even physically. One day it might be leisurely brushing. Another day it might be angry brushing. Another day it might be worried brushing. It changes. And the same goes for the energy we bring to eating our meals, our workouts, work, and literally everything we do. Why? Because we're living humans. And living humans that have a ton of emotions and experiences that affect everything we do. So we cannot be expected to do the same exact thing every single day or consistently through the year because it just doesn't work. Plus, life is like its own living element too. And it's doing its thing, whether we are in favor of the thing it's doing or not. And it's doing it every damn day. And if you live in the US, it's some kind of special fuckery going on, isn't it? So guess what? These two factors are affecting us the way we feel and the way we show up. And that's the reason why I love a sankalpa so much because it lives and breathes with us. That heart's deepest desire, it is within us. It is speaking from us and it allows for us to shift and change with it and how we come to it. So the actions we do to maintain our commitment to upholding our sankalpa are changeable based on how we're feeling and how life is lifing. So when it comes to the sankalpa you created this year, ask yourself, do any shifts need to be made for the remaining seven months of the year in the way I can uphold it, the way I can meet it, the way I can honor it? And if you didn't make one yet, well, consider what bandwidth, what capacity do you have right now? What resources do you have access to? You may not be able to do the, the, this shift or this thing or honor, like, you know, um, you may not be able to meet exactly what it is that you want to do exactly how, you know, in, in the fullest expression, but you can take steps towards it. And that's the key because eventually then you will create, you will be able to meet your heart's desire. And it's important to keep the sankalpa in the forefront of your mind, come back to it, reflect on it. And I mean, seasonally, monthly and shift practices and expectations needed as needed, even weekly. Now, if you didn't establish a sankalpa for this year, it's not too late because you can do it at any time. It doesn't have to be January 1st. So if you'd like to create one, the process is simple. You just have to get quiet and tune into what your heart is telling you it needs. 
And honestly, depending on your personality, as well as how much you might have been ignoring your heart, you may not have to get quiet and tune in at all. The signs might be right in front of you, or maybe they've even been smacking you in the face for a while. <laughs> you know? It just happens like that. Now, coming back to summer, I need to ask you, how do you typically experience the season in terms of your health mentally, emotionally, physically, and energetically? If you think back to the last few years or maybe in your adult life in general, is there a pattern? For some people, there really is. And remember, this summer is three months of time, though it involves four months. So I want to start with June because I'm going to ask you this question in the coming months as well. When it comes to June, what is your sun kappa this month? What is your heart's deepest desire? What is its need for this month? Why? How do you ultimately want to feel in this month of June? How does this, if in any way, connect back to your sun kappa for the year? Sometimes, usually, not always, there's a connection. What is your commitment to yourself for June? And how will you bring this into action? Whew, friend, that was a lot, wasn't it? (laughs) It was a lot of questions. So if you're still with me and if you still got some capacity to work with, I'd like to offer some closing thoughts. Here's why I ask all of these questions, all of these reflection questions. You've got to be crystal clear in how you're feeling right now. And if that jives with how you want to feel and how you want to experience life, because if those are not the same, if how you are feeling and how you want to feel and how you want to experience life, if they are not the same and it's not a phase or like a chapter, like, you know, like this one period of time that you know it will change, then something needs to be done as soon as possible. If you've been around here for a while, you know, I've been talking about burnout a lot. And we need to stop this vicious cycle. And I know, I know there are so many systemic factors that play into this, especially for BIPOC folks. But we are not without culpability in burnout, in the burnout in our lives. It's the honest truth. I'm not going to shy away from it. And so if we want to stop being burned out, we've got to do our part. It's not going to change everything. It is not going to change systemically what is wrong but it is a start and can lead to greater change than you can even imagine right now, especially in dealing with the effects of all the shit that's wrong in society and disrupt it. It is hard, but as Michelle Cassandra Johnson says, we must do it anyway. So one of the most important steps, if not the most important step in interrupting burnout is stop bypassing yourself and gaslighting yourself. You are 100% aware of how you feel, what's not right, and what needs to be different. You may not know how to get there, but still you know what needs to change, and that's the key. Let go, my friend. Let go of guilt and blame and shame. It's not on you, especially if you're a black, indigenous, or person of color. And then start acknowledging what your being is telling you it wants and needs, because what it wants and what it needs are two different things, but both are important. If going into summer, for instance, your being is desperately setting off alarms every time you make social plans on top of your already jam-packed schedule, your being might just be telling you, please, for the love of all that is good in this world, slow the fuck down and spend some time by yourself. Other messages you might be receiving is you need to take a damn sick day if you're so fortunate to have access to them. Maybe you need to pick up the phone and connect to someone in your soul family for a much needed fill-up session. 
Friend, I bet there are messages all over the place for you. You've just got to tune into them and stop ignoring them and stop asking yourself, why are you feeling this way and that you shouldn't be? Because that's bullshit. Then when it comes to your or our seasonal needs and your seasonal rhythm, friends, we have got to get on board with honoring and understanding your seasonal needs and creating a seasonal rhythm and a rhythm throughout the year. That is something new to you too. Stay tuned. So in the coming weeks, I'll be breaking down all the guidance for summer self-care, not just to help you remain aligned or establish more harmony from now to August, but also to do two other really important things. One, to help you feel resourced or at least more resourced heading into the variable fall season and possibly maybe for you ridiculous schedule or like wild amounts of responsibilities. And two, also to continue to interrupt the cycle of burnout so you don't crash and burn at the end of the year. And friend, as always, you can take what you want from these episodes and leave the rest. For now, I'll leave you with this. When it comes to the summer season, Summer is dominated by pitta energy, which is made up of nature's elements, fire and water. And the season, as I'm sure you know from your own experience, is largely characterized by heat, bright sun, sharp intensity, and transformation. The subtle energy of summer is expansion and mobility that comes from vata energy, which is comprised of nature's elements of air and ether. Ether, it could be space or spirit. So the focus for summer is to enjoy and to lean into these qualities without letting them overaccumulate and cause an imbalance within your being. So the keys, there are three of them, for summer harmony are to keep cool physically and emotionally, to enjoy being mellow, including mentally, maybe relaxing. Also third, be grounded, stable, and at ease. Now friend, I don't know if you know, especially if you're American. Americans, we freaking do summer hard. (laughs) I know it's a gross generalization, but I mean like summer is like everything to us because we run ourselves into the ground for the other nine months out of the year. And I mean, we got to stop. Yes, enjoy the summertime, but like going full tilt because we, the rest of the the month, the year is not all that. We've got to start to shift this. But... The most important thing I'm going to add into these three keys for summer, in case it wasn't already obvious, is pause. I cannot tell you the need most humans, like the need for more humans and most humans to pause. It's like astronomical how high this need is, in my opinion. That is nothing scientific. (laughs) I haven't done the research. I'm just noticing from just society. Here's the thing. Reflecting requires pausing. Tuning into your being's messaging requires pausing so that you don't spiritually bypass or gaslight yourself. Considering a different way forward requires pausing. Shifting your behavior requires pausing. So my friend, pause to breathe. Pause to think. Pause to smell the fucking roses. Pause to just be. Your pause can be for 10 seconds or it could be for 10 minutes or any beautiful place in between. If the fire or mobile energy are strong in you, please, for the love of all that is good in this world, just please pause. Now, if you're feeling like, yeah, Steph, that makes sense, but I have zero minutes or exactly two minutes in my day total to pause. Where the hell do you expect me to manufacture time to pause out of freaking thin air? (laughs) 
I hear you and I understand all too well where you're coming from. You have way too much on your plate with too little help or resources. White supremacy culture is rampant. Marginalized folks, including BIPOC and LGBTQIA plus folks, especially trans folks, are not safe in the U.S. and in places around the world. So there is so much shit and too too little time for all the shit and too little bandwidth and capacity and help for all the shit. I know. And yet I'm standing here telling you the pause is necessary. So whenever you can take it, do it. It might be in the time between exiting the bathroom and returning to work or in between one sent email and the start of another or the next time you pick up your phone to distract stroll or doom scroll. That's a pause time instead. Friend, there are moments you've just filled them with something else. That's the honest truth. And that's part of what I do with my clients is to identify those times that can be repurposed for pausing. Because right now you might be right that you don't have any many or any minutes to pause, but there are minutes in your day that can be repurposed. And the beauty of that, of just starting, is that somehow more minutes open up with time. I fucking promise you. On that pausing note, I'd like to cordially invite you to this summer's community circle on Tuesday, June 20th. That's exactly what we're going to be doing is pausing. That's exactly two weeks from the day this episode drops into the atmosphere. And this 30-minute session, this community circle is happening on Zoom at 7.15 p.m. Eastern. That's 4.15 p.m. Pacific. And in it, we are going to come together, open space to listen to what our being is needing for the summer and using summer's pitta that fiery energy, set an intention for how we will honor our deep needs through committed action because Pitta energy freaking loves committed action. This community circle, my friends, every time we have it, it's a place for people who show up in the world fiercely for others. I know that's you. And to be held in the same care that you so deeply show others because you know what? Disruptors need to be cared for and have space to lean on, be held in and uplifted too. So during this 30-minute session, we'll pause, we'll get quiet, we'll turn inward with curiosity, we'll create mind space, connect to our collective breath, meditate, and amplify our self-care. And I have to tell you, if you haven't attended, it is such a special place, place and space. I hope you'll join me on the 20th of June. Registration's open and sliding scale pricing is offering along with a free option. You can save your spot at stephgalante.com slash community dash circle. And the link is in the show notes. So please, please, please come along and invite your friends to come with you. And before we go, Another shameless plug, not sure if you caught the announcement on social media or in my email newsletter, if you're not on it, you need to get on it, about a kick-ass collab coming to you in August with my badass colleague, Abby Olabala of Fern Education Studios. You can find Abby on IG at Fern, that's Fern with a P-H, Education Studios. Her work in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging is so, so, so amazing and freaking needed. And we are teaming up to bring the world a program for leaders, professionals, and those committed to disrupting oppressive systems in their work and care to have space that, in my opinion, is desperately needed, where like-minded disruptors come together to share, learn, unlearn, care for themselves in a manner that will support their labor and heal. This program will offer so much, but for now, I'll say what can be expected in DLA is to learn and unlearn what it means to disrupt and dismantle oppressive systems in workplace or business, because by the way, 
business owners, you're included in this. You'll offer, you also get tools and practices support to support and resource your self-care work. It's going to be a place for you to reflect on your labor so far and then move into assessing and iterating how you want to move forward and also a safer, brave space for you to put down all the heavy stuff you've been feeling and doing. You can put it down, friend. So if you know someone or if it's you, that is or is wanting to disrupt inequities in their work or workplace, get on the interest list so that you can be the first to receive info and updates on all of the goodness. We promise no spam or information about other programs and you can find the interest list at, it's a bit.ly link slash DLA interest and it's going to be in the show notes as well. My friend, as we prepare to say goodbye for now, I can't I cannot, I just can't help myself, but to leave you with one more point of inquiry, inquiry, how can you use these teachings or what comes up for you to support and uplift those in your community, especially those who are different from or hold identities more marginalized than your own? How can you use these teachings or what's coming up for you, excuse me, to connect more authentically and deeply to your community? How can you use them towards mass mutual reliance? I know it's big, right? (laughs) What a big period. What a big question mark to land on and end on. But until next time, my friend, please be kind and gentle to yourself just as you would those who are most precious to you, including humans, animal babies, plants, and all the beings. I'd love to hear your thoughts about the support and guidance I provide in this episode or provided in this episode. My friend, please offer a rating. Please offer um, a, a review. Please share it with your nearest and dearest. All of this matters so much. And in me sharing this information and, and serving and supporting more people, who really need it and so that they know that there is help, there is guidance, there is support and they're not alone. So my friend, remember above all else, you are a badass and you are enough. Now go be your favorite self and be well. Humaning is a production of Steph Galante Self-Care LLC. The show is produced by me, Steph Galante. You can find blog posts of some of the episodes on the episode page at stephgalante.com slash podcast, along with the transcript of today's episode and any other resources I shared today. If you're ready to create more aligned practices for yourself, head to stephgalante.com to learn more about creating a personalized self-care plan within the Holistic Self-Care Collective and coaching with me. You are a badass and you are enough. See you next time. Be well.